Hi everyone, welcome back to my channel. My name is Stassi. Thank you so much for being here today. I hope everyone's having such a wonderful day so far. I'm really excited. Um, I've just gotten to work with this uh, creator of this amazing machinima. So I'm very excited to have Lou Vaudlife in the studio today. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you for casting me in a role that was designed for me. So um, for most people who know that Stassi is like my game name, but my real name's Jenny. And I got casted in a role and her name is Jenny. And I shit my pants because I was so excited to play my authentic self. So anyways, thank you so much for casting me and thank you so much for being here today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for auditioning. Cause like I, when I put it on the uh, casting call, it was like, I know I'm doing a few things wrong. Cause like the video wouldn't play on it. So I'm like, Oh, I hope people go to YouTube and actually see the trailer since I can't work casting call. Cause you know, I'm too dumb to work the website sometimes. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I, Hey, I got you. Like, honestly, I've, I mean, I've auditioned for lots of stuff. Like half the time, like the videos like don't usually work. I would say like, as like a voice actor, like at least I do it. Um, I will go and just find you on YouTube and I will watch the video or if you, like first, like for some people, they'll be like doing a casting call and like, this is this person and this is what they are and this is how old they are and this is how they are. Like I, I will try to, you know, research a little bit before I audition. So like I've listened. Okay. And, and no offense, everybody, everybody had does great with voice acting, but I have to ask you this. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I've done, I've, I'm a troll on CCC. Like I, I'm always, I'm like, what projects can I audition for now? Cause I do, I do a lot of projects that are not even just machinimas anymore. I like, I've mm -hmm. just done other projects. Um, but there are some voice actors out there that I'm not sure if they understand what they're auditioning for when they mm -hmm. do it. I, do like, and they're like 18 years old, sassy, loud cheerleader go and you're, you're like hi like my name's amanda and and it makes sense right but some people will be like hi so my name's amanda and i'm a cheerleader like do you ever find mm -hmm. that like that 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 problem sometimes with ccc that like sometimes it's just so open that like everybody applies but doesn't like unders maybe understand the project yeah i've um you know i've had a few where like it was like you know they they were too quiet or they kind of sounded like they were whispering like they're in their and I get it. Like some people are in their parents' house or roommate or, you know, whoever they live with. So they can't be too loud and over. Um, and, you know, and then some that uh, I think it, it sounds like they're kind of new to the voice acting world because they don't like put on emotion in like um, or like maybe the emotions kind of like not strong there, which I mean, I get it. Because like when I was first a voice actor, like I, I didn't know what I was doing. It was like literally like first I was under, un, sorry, uh, un understandable um because my accent was like a lot more uh stronger when i first came to america mm -hmm. and like when i was auditioning people were kind of like wait what did you say what did you say that wait uh, and then i was like okay i need to learn the american accent so that that was that helped a lot when i did that oh my god okay uh, i have to i have to ask you this and i'm so sorry for cutting you mm -hmm. off um do you actually have like a like an american accent where you can get rid of your scottish accent and it is like like a good, like a pure american Oh, my life, I think so. Like, my other show, World House, I, like, played the main character, and he was, like, doing a American accent the whole time. Um, if you give me something to say, I can try to go. Okay. So, it, uh, improv a scene. 
anything. You go, you go nuts. Okay. You are an American at a McDonald's and you're ordering a big Mac. I definitely want to hear this. Okay. So no pressure. Uh, either. <laughs> uh, no problem. Sorry. So the person says, welcome to McDonald's. Um, yeah. Hi. Can I get a Big Mac um, with uh, extra cheese and um, put some pickles on it? Uh, hold the mayo and extra large fries. That'll be all. <laughs> I lost them all for me. So that could be. <laughs> for anyone who's anyone who's listening to this, not watching, I just gave a round of applause. Oh my <laughs> god, that's actually pretty pretty good. I love asking people um, from different countries to be like. Do you have an American American accent? Because like I feel like American accents are just so like, like instead of you know being like car, they'd be like car. Like they're just really like harsh language. Like, or it's really funny saying like someone who's British try to speak the American. Oh my god! Unless you're doc, unless you're <laughs> Doctor House, then like no one knows you're British. <laughs> oh yeah, like there's like so many people that are so good at hiding it, especially the college that I'm at now. We have a couple of foreign people from overseas, and they can literally play American. Like they sound conventionally American. Oh huh. well, there you go. But anyways, I feel like we got in a fun tangent. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your sims history? All right. Um, so first of all, my name is Lee. Um, I was born in Aberdeen, Scotland, and I'm half Scottish, half Jamaican. Um, my dad's Jamaican and my mom's Scottish. And I've got way too many siblings that we'll so about to play. <laughs> um and I've lived in a couple of different countries, like um, Aberdeen's where I've been my whole life. Uh, but we used to live in uh, Liverpool uh, for a while. Um, I've also lived in Florida for like maybe a year or two and went to high school there for one year. Um, where else? Obviously, Iowa now because uh, the college I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a film major. Um a degree in film studies, media and production, and I went to Villanova University, and that's in Pennsylvania, I believe that's what the state is called, and um, got my bachelor's degree there for it, so now I'm working towards to get a master's. Um, I've also minored in sound engineering, so like in the studio, like the big console board that you see, and they show it a lot on TV, like anything else to do with like a music show or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a minor in that, so I do sound engineering on the side. Uh, my ultimate goal is to just be a freelance director or sound engineer full time, because um, I enjoy both of those. And uh, what Sims history? I started actually with the first one because, um, and it was funny because we got it for free. Because uh, I do you remember Gateway PCs? I do. Yep. So when Gateway PCs came out, um. Included a copy of The Sims One. Like I guess that was like a complimentary gift or something. And that's how they did it in school. And then, um, and they were uh, saying this is the new game that came out, and EA wants everyone to try it. So I was like, okay, I I like opened it because like I didn't really play computer games much. I was still a console person playing the PlayStation. So I just tried it because it was like you get to control a family. So. After I made my first family and then I saw it was like real, like a real life simulation. It was like, oh, I like this. And I got addicted to it. Like I was literally playing it for hours and I was on in. And uh, then my parents found out I was playing all the time. So they started buying the expansion packs. So like vacation and hot date or whatever. Because mm-hmm. they would have no clue what to get me for my birthday. So they were just like doing some stuff. Um, then later on, I guess the second one came out. Um, and I bought that when it was on sale and started playing the heck out of that. 
Um, same thing with the third one. The third one came out, started playing it. Mm. Uh, fourth one, I waited about a year or two. I, I was still playing the third one because I enjoyed the open world part. And then I then I played um, the game called The Movies. Um, what that is, that's where you make your own movie. It was kind of like the same. It was like the kind of like the same little aspect, except you like hire actors and you can like make them do stuff on set and all that. And that's when I found my love of actually making film was actually after playing that. And um, I started literally just saying, okay, I need to do this with something else. So first I tried Skyrim and I made a machine my Skyrim, but that was, there wasn't a big community on it. I was just kind of like, uh, okay, unless you had like literally had a million subscribers at the time, you weren't really going to get noticed uh, mm-hmm. making Skyrim machinimas. Um, then I did GTA five, which I, I love the editing and the camera on that. But unfortunately that's another thing where you had already been popular to like uh, get your machinima out there for that. And then I stumbled upon the Sims and um, I want to say the first thing I stumbled on was uh it's it called Fly Away by Star De La Vega. Okay. And I saw it was like a voiceover thing, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool!" And like, it, she like had a theme song and all that to it, and I was like, "You know what? I I want to do this." So then I started uh kind of writing out the script. It actually took me like three years to start because one, I didn't know how to record The Sims, and I wanted to do it since the second one. Like the second one had a camera, but like I didn't know how to edit or not back then. Mm-hmm. Um. And so the fourth one, I just like started researching, okay, CC, that you get custom content because, you know, nobody really likes, well, I don't like the Max as much stuff. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I started like designing characters, I was like, okay, now I got to write behind it because the way I usually do it, I can pretty much think of like scenes and all that just by looking at the Sims. Like I don't need to like sit with a pad and pencil and like jot down ideas. Like I just look at a Sim and be like, okay, this is the character. This mm-hmm. is the backstory that's happening and all that. Um, and then, you know, finally, after about a year of experimenting and going back between selecting which game I wanted to do, um, that's when I came out with my first show, Endland. And yeah, that's a, that's my history with The Sims. That's how I got into the film and all that. Believe there's a lot to unpack there. No, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm also an OG Simmer. I've been playing since 03. Um I played a lot of the first one, a uh, lot of the second one. Didn't play the third one. I was in college, got back into the fourth one um, throughout the pandemic. I mean, a lot of people um, did. Um, I, want to, I want to talk a little bit about your, your movie, um, like wanting to be a director. Um, so I'm a huge movie buff. Um, that's something I pride myself on. I have like zero knowledge of anything unless it's a movie um, or cooking. Um, I have to ask you this. What is your favorite movie and what movie do you wish you could sit behind the director's chair and make your edits? Okay. Favorite movie. Wow. That's a, cause it's a long list of that. Um, I will say director Quentin Tarantino is my idol. Mm-hmm. So that is anything by him. Like I would sit and watch how he does stuff. Um, I really did like uh, Pulp Fiction. I thought that mm-hmm. was a great movie because that was one of those movies where you actually need to watch it twice because the first time you're like confused what's happening and the second time you're like, oh, this makes sense. Yeah, this, mm-hmm. this, and you're like watching it again as if it's like a story because you already know now what's going on. Um, yeah, the Avengers uh, Infinity War, that's still my number one right now. Like I literally went to theaters. I think that's the most I've ever went back to theaters to see a movie. I saw it like five times in theaters. Wow. And 
Yeah, but yeah, anything Tarantino, like all his movies, Reservoir Dogs, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Django, mm-hmm. uh, Hateful Eight, uh, Dogma, and yeah, so many. He's made a lot of hits. And what I like about him is that he like comes out with something like every three years. He doesn't like try to pump out crap like every year. <laughs> like, no. I mean, no disrespect to directors that do it, but you know. Hey, of course. I mean, his projects are so niche. Like the first Quentin Tarantino film I ever watched um, was uh, Pulp Fiction. I think mm-hmm. I was 15, 15 or 16. Because uh, like this was like, so I lived with my dad at my time. My dad was also a huge movie buff. The reason I got into movies, he has like thousands of DVDs, still has thousands of DVDs everywhere. Like I, when I had, when we moved out of our smaller house, moved into our bigger one, I counted them. And there, I think there was like 10,000, like at the time, like this, like he, his whole basement wall was just dedicated to his love of movies. And um, so I just said, to, like, I would say to my dad, I'm like, Hey, like, I'm looking for a movie that's going to make me laugh, but make me think, but it's also going to make me, you know, like question my life choices to why I would choose it. He's like, you need to watch Pulp Fiction. I'm like, okay. So I'm like 15 years old and just washing up my room and I'm just looking and I'm like, huh, <laughs> huh. Oh, I quote that movie all the time. Um, especially the coffee scene. Um, like, you know, where he's like, I know, I know my coffee's good. Bonnie buys shit coffee. I buy the good shit. Like, I say that shit all the time. I literally quoted that this week and someone's like, Oh, like Stoss, like you have like, um, oh, like you did like you like you picked up a really good garlic bread. I'm like, I know I did. I buy good shit. You buy bad shit, and just kind of like stuff like that. And they're like, mm-hmm. you're quoting Pulp Fiction, are you? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I actually love the burger scene. That has been my favorite. Oh my- Jackson did that whole improv. <laughs> right. Okay. Here's the thing. Do you ever think we're gonna find out what was in the case? Now, the amazing thing, this is why I like Tarantino for that, because he said, it's whatever you imagine, like whatever your imagination is, though, that's what was on the case. Because people like I know that he said like a majority of people thought it was gold, like just straight gold. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I would have loved to see like how those personality tests are like when you select answers, like what kind of person you are since you think this or think that mm-hmm. majority um but yeah that, that's what i like about it. like you don't know what it was but like you can think and like use your imagination what you think it is and movies that do that i think are very genius and small i totally agree i personally think it's a soul like i think it's like the devil's soul or something like that mm-hmm. as i was always what i was said uh, sorry go ahead. i said elvis's gold suit like i didn't understand that one <laughs> that was like a big theory on it mm-hmm. no i i totally agree i think that should be uh, a question if you're like if you're going on your like a, a tinder date with somebody that should be like an icebreaker question being like mm-hmm. what was in the case like my my girlfriends um her question is anytime she meets somebody new is um if you were the leader of jurassic park what would you do uh, it's like she asked me the first time i like i when i like first started she's like sauce if you the like if you were the the owner and and the owner operator of Jurassic Park, what would you do? And I was like, shut this shit down because this is going some a dinosaur is going to eat somebody, like without <laughs> a doubt. And she's like, 
I'm going to classify that answer as an okay answer. I'm going to, I don't like, okay. I mean, we've been best friends for like seven years now, but like she literally, she will ask a, that question to the first person she'll meet. She'll be like, I'm going to ask you a question. And it's so funny. Cause like, sometimes they have really great answers. They'd be like, ride the dinosaur. And she's like, that's a good answer. I'm going to want that one a little closer. Um, <laughs> but anyways, um, I got, I was going to ask you another question. So do you ever just find yourself just getting lost in your characters, like trying to like, you know, like build them correctly. So it's like, say like they're going to school or they're going after for a coffee or they're going to someone's house. Like, do you ever find like, it takes you like forever to get everyone in the right outfits? Cause like, I feel like an outfit can tell the story of a character without needing to say any words. Do you feel the same way? Um, yeah, if we're talking outfit clothes wise, I have no fashion sense whatsoever. So I just like slap anything on them. Um, yeah, uh, as far as the character, yes, I get, I put myself on every character's mind and shoes. Cause like that, that is how character development for me works. I found that to be a good strategy. Mm-hmm. So like, um, like Jenny, for example, like I know she's like the bully and she kind of bullies, uh, Molly, Star's character. And I'm like, okay, if I was the bully, what would I say? You know, I gotta, and I gotta picture myself as a girl. So sometimes it's hard because like I'm the opposite gender now. Um, but, you know, I've watched a lot of, uh, you know, those sappy teenage shows and all that where like you have the girl bully and all that. Um, I know Cheryl Blossom is a pretty good mm-hmm. example too from Riverdale, season one, Riverdale. Obviously, season one, not Rivervale whatever mm. okay to be fair actually i did like river vale i kind of wish riverdale would have taken that aspect of it just mm-hmm. kind of being supernatural all the time instead of it just being like gargoyle king jingle jangle the black hood mothman you know mm-hmm. well i read the comics growing up so i already knew it was supernatural to begin with because sabrina's in that universe so i think I kind of, and it was weird that they released like those two things on different platforms. It's like, why would the CW not buy up everybody that's in that universe? They bought Joseph and the Pussycats, but like, why would you not buy Sabrina's rights either? Like, <laughs> right? I, I totally agree. See, I personally, I really like Nancy Drew on mm-hmm. CW. I think that's, I think they did a fantastic job. It's very adult version of Nancy Drew because, like, it, obviously, Nancy Drew is usually like, I solve mysteries. Um, or this one's like, I have sex. So like, I appreciate that one a little bit more, you know, grit and real, but um, no, the reason I like to ask that is um, personal stuff. So like, I, 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 I'm a Sim storyteller, but I don't do machinima. I do a comic book. Um, So I do the Rose Chronicles. If that's me. So like this morning I spent 45 minutes trying to figure out what one of my characters was going to wear to dinner. And I actually was like, this is a fucking time warp. Like I'm just sitting there (laughs) and I'm like, but she wouldn't wear that to that. Like I was just that's I just wanted to ask creator to creator. I'm like, do you ever just sit there and be like, she wouldn't do that though. Like that, like, why would you wear that to a fancy dinner? It wouldn't make sense. So <laughs> I just I just wanted to hear um your your thoughts. Now um I want to hear about your project uh Vice and everything that you can tell us about it so far. Okay. Yep. So without like uh you know doing the huge spoiler, um so basically what uh voices is it's kind of like a crime drama slash you know i would say you know soap opera ish um Mm -hmm. so it's kind of so for my synopsis on it it's uh 
starts out with like they're in the drug infested streets of Enlin and Enlin was the first show I ever made. So that was kind of like my universe. I said that was more of a high school show. That was back when I was kind of trying to be in Riverdale because I didn't know like YouTube's policy at the time. So what I really wanted to make up at the time, I couldn't because I didn't want to get my channel deleted for one. Yeah, of course. Um, so it shows the streets of Enlin like to the uh, corruption of City Hall um, and it chronicles the tribulations of like a post-industrial fictional type of California city and it's viewed from both perspectives on the characters of the police and their targets you know aka Stephanie and her friends like Jenny Molly and all of them mm-hmm. and it captures a world where it's gonna kind of be easy for the audience to distinguish like who's good and who's evil mm-hmm. um and all the crime and punishment and see the challenges at every turn um so ollie is the main one of the main characters Him and stuff are the main characters ollie is a detective like literally only 20 years old because that's how smart he was he made detective about 20 but the problem with him is he's kind of like a very cocky uh individual he's highly intelligent but he's like disliked by a lot of his peers and um his especially his boss the commander uh because of his insubordinate attitude and like how he wants to do things his way um, and he's got like a, an obsessive personality for what's happening with the, uh, you know, people being killed and bodies being dropped over drugs and all that in the city. Yeah. And so what they're trying to do is they're trying to find who the, you know, kingpin in charge of this is, because if they take down the connections, they solve the case. But there's so many problems because they don't know who's in charge or where to even start. So that's why uh, a commander is putting together a team. And, you know, he's only chosen because he's so intelligent and smart, but like people still don't like him and mm-hmm. uh you know his cons is of course having the obsessive personality and like you know his alcoholism and all that because you know what detective doesn't drink <laughs> yeah of course i mean i think that's a staple for a detective like I, alcohol definitely right and then stephanie is uh the other main character she is a drug dealer and all that and she was in inland um which is, I'm, I'm still figuring out how I'm going to do this because, like, some people do have to watch those episodes of Evelyn. It's really only episode three that they need to watch to understand her um, to kind of get her backstory. But right mm-hmm. now, she, like, owes her, the kingpin who's in charge of everything, owes him a lot of money because she got um, raided by another gang. And uh, so now she's just trying to get her life in pieces back together. And, you know, the situation starts off with that murder, um, which she's involved with. Uh, but you'll see like who did and all that after the first episode. Um, and then her friends, um, you know, they're like the bad influence. They're kind of the corner kids of the whole series. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and in your character, Jenny, she's like kind of the bully of the group and she bullies Molly. Who's like the, she's the good God fearing yeah. girl, but like, you know, still accept Stephanie for who she is. Cause it's very LGBT friendly. Of course. Um, and then you got like their best friends and all that. And then um, you have the police, the district majors and the um, corrupt officers. So it's, you're kind of looking at it at a point from everybody's point of view. So like, it's not just a drama where you're just seeing the police the whole time and they're going to different locations, interrogating, beating up people or something like that. Like you actually get to see it now from drug dealers and police. And you're like, oh, well, who's the good person? Who's the bad person in this series? And that's kind of what I want my audience to kind of guess through the whole thing. No, I, I'm very excited. I'm very excited uh, to be part of your project. I'm very excited that I'm playing Jenny. Um, I'm excited to see like where the story is going to unfold. Like, do you know how many episodes there's going to be yet? 
Um, so I'm a limited series kind of creator. I know like some people like to do seasons and all that, which I've mm-hmm. tried with M1. That's the closest I got to 18 episodes, but I like to sum mine up and do limited because like I think it's a part of me wanting to be a freelance director mm-hmm. and you know, not having the pressure of filming like eight, five, eight seasons of something. Yeah, of course. Um because yeah, fun fact if people don't know, Riverdale's not filmed by the same director every episode. It's like somebody different every time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know that. Um but I want to say I always try to do a minimum of eight, but it might be 10 or 12. So it just kind of depends how much I'm going to put into the story. Like I've, I've got a lot to write and say about this series. So, and it's different from my other shows. So my other shows are kind of like adult comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I think I've got, I'm working on four different ones right now, but uh, you know, vice has been my priority right now. And that's kind of why I'm excited about that one because it's different from what I usually like. No, I mean, that that's exciting. Um, when like do you are you gonna try to re- release an episode every week every month every couple weeks okay i wish i could release an episode every week i would definitely do it if i could um now um so with the spring break coming up we have two weeks right now from me college mm-hmm. uh so um i'm hoping to finish it this week because i've got everyone's lines now i believe yeah i got a voice lines um you know, and hopefully, you know, get it on Friday or Saturday. I, I will definitely do a premiere, so I will definitely let everyone know. Um, I'll try to accommodate the time zones because I know some people in the series are also in the UK, so I know it's a six-hour difference from where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I I try to do one episode per month now. I used to be able to crank it out before we had all these custom animations and all that. Like I, I was cranking out Inland like at least every week, so somebody had something to watch and all that. Uh, but now with the scenes being a lot more detailed and all that, um, it does take me a little bit longer. And the fact that I'm in class, like a majority of my time, mm-hmm. uh, and then I have to do homework for that class that has to do with film. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's uh, once a month. So I'm going to try to get it out before March ends because I know it's March cinema right now. And I always want to contribute to that somewhat something. No, of course. Um, no, that's awesome. I got a couple more questions for you and then I'm going to, I'll get you to go on your merry way. Um, who is your favorite character in Vice so far? Oh man, you're going to make me choose for twice. <laughs> I know. I, it's a hard, it's a hard one. Who's your favorite? Oh man. I, I do have to say, um, I really, I'm going to really like Molly because her story is going to do a whole 180 from what she does. And Molly's going to be played by Star De La Vega. She's a really talented uh, voice actress. Um, I can't give out too much, but like, just know when you guys are watching her, like her story is definitely going to do a 180 and you're going to be like, whoa. Um, And then I guess if I could choose the second place one, um, uh, I'm going to say Ollie because I kind of like how I made him. Like, I, I like how he's like the young detective, but he's like, you know, he's like that cocky, highly intelligent and people hate him. And I kind of like characters like that where he's like hated by many, but mm-hmm. he's like really, they're like really talented at what they do. So I would say those two. No, that's awesome. And um, what advice would you give to anybody who wants to start making their own mission of a? Um, 
I would say the first thing is learn character development because I feel that's where it lacks. Um, and, you know, I'm not talking about any directors in specific or anything like that. I'm just saying, um, I've just noticed, I know sometimes character development is the one thing a lot of people miss. Like they, they get excited and they like make the character because they love how it looks appearance wise and all that. Um, but I've noticed like when some are in like the actual show, like I'm kind of like, okay, what's their purpose? Uh, what is the plot or synopsis to them? Cause like, I get it. Yes. They're either the jock or they're the, you know, the mean one or the smart mm-hmm. one or the fighter or something like that. But like, then I won't know like what their backstory or why they're like this or what all that. So character development, number one, uh, second have a synopsis to the story. Like, make sure you have the beginning middle and like know where you want to take it and where you want to go with it um definitely take your time like i know it's exciting i get it i love jumping into filming like and i did that when i first started like i literally just like started making characters and i just filmed i'm like yeah this is awesome but i did write the story out so it makes sense too much um and yeah have fun with it don't stress out don't try to be like everyone else like I know like flattery is a good thing um, and, you know, admiring other stuff, but like definitely find your style because like it took me a minute to find my style, but you know, I, I, and I've changed the way I film like over years and years, just like evolving. So um, you know, just, just be yourself. Like I said, use your imagination, use the brain. No, that, that's all fantastic advice. Now I have, I have to ask you this question, a writer to writer when you're writing. Mm-hmm. So when you're writing a scene, do you ever just sit like from the first draft and you're like, you're getting it, like you're, you're writing it out for everybody and you're like, fuck, I want to rewrite. Like how often do you rewrite finished mm-hmm. scenes? Oh yeah. Rewriting happens all the time. Refilming oh, yeah. happens. Uh, the location where I think a location's going to look like it winds up changing because I find something either better in the gallery or I'm like, oh, okay, I don't, well, this location wasn't really what I thought it was. So changing locations or something happened. Um, also there's, there's sometimes where, um, there's lines that I have in the script and like, sometimes I take it out. Cause I'm like, Oh, they don't need to say this now. Cause mm-hmm. like now the scene got to the point and I find myself doing that a lot. Um, but yeah, rewrites and refilming, but it, it happens all the time. I'm, I'm so used to it right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So I totally agree. So like how I do it. So I will write on a notepad. Like, so like from, like, cause like it's a, it's a comic book book. Like I release two chapters a week. So Instagram only allows you to have 10 photos. So I'll say two to six, mm-hmm. this seven to 10, this I'll then type it out and then get it edited, get it back to me, take photos of the scene. And I will literally at that scene be like, no, nah, she wouldn't say that. She wouldn't say that <laughs> at all. And then the person who's edited it. And I, cause I sent it back after to make sure like the edits, he's like, this is completely different than what you sent me. I'm like, I know, slightly phase. <laughs> no, I think, I think, but I think that's something that makes a good director as well to be in that situation and go, I want to rewrite this, or you had this idea, or maybe it wouldn't pan out, but, it, or I, I want this idea, but I'm going to push it later to give it more character growth. So it's more eventful. I should say, mm. what do you, and this is my final question. What do you think makes an eventful death in a series? Uh, making it make sense. That's the first one. Um, I, shock value. I have no problem with shock value. Like I said, I'm a shock value person, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, have, have a reason while they're getting killed. And like, and if you make it dramatic, that is a big, big a plus. Like uh, if it's like 
I don't expect it. Um, like how Dobby died in Harry Potter, like that was good because like you see he saves Harry, and then like you mm-hmm. see the next shot, he's got the shard in him and is like dead. I was like, oh no. Or Game of Thrones, I think, did a good job about too. Um, most of the deaths you were just like, oh, who's gonna die next? And kind of anticipating um all that, even though it kind of made me mad the dad king died in the first season. I was just like, wow, I didn't think they were gonna kill. I didn't I think I think but that really set the stage though when they killed off Ned mm-hmm. Stark because it basically mm-hmm. said no one said okay first off Sean Bean dies and everything so we knew he was dying eventually we just weren't <laughs> sure he was dying that episode I I remember watching that and I was like oh my god like this is like this is legit like no one's mm. safe and I'm at that point it kind of always put you on edge being like every episode like would they make it would they make it to the end yeah yeah. And that, uh, yeah, when they, and then the red wedding, I was just like, I didn't expect that either. I was just like, I had my mouth dropped open when that debuted. I was like, and I was sitting there for like five minutes, even after the show was over. Like, I can't believe that just happened. The mom's but, dead. Like, Rob's you know, dead. Right. Like, everybody, like, again, but it, I think, I think that's also another good way to like end a storyline. Cause, like, either, like, how do you end a storyline? Either you kill them off or you send them somewhere or they have a happy ending. Right. Mm. I feel like death's the easiest way to end a storyline because it's literally like they're gone. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. And yeah. And then when they had to kill Khaleesi, I was kind of like expecting that because, you know, it showed I, she was unstable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. 10 years of develop character development. She goes fucking mad after and like, like <laughs> I just sat there. I'm like, oh my God, Game of Thrones, terrible ending. Anyways. Uh, Lee, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, why don't you tell everybody where we can find your YouTube channel and where we can find Vice? Yep. Uh, so ev- literally everything, all the handles on every website, it's slash Luvod Life. So if you see that in the title, that's how you spell it. Um, L-O-U-V-O-D-L-Y-F-A. <laughs> um, so YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, um, it's literally all the same. I made it as simple as everyone to find me. Um, Vice will be on YouTube. Um, I will be doing a premiere on it. I usually have my premieres. It'll either be sometimes I do it at night because I know people in the UK they'll stay up for it, which I, I so appreciate it. Thank you for all the support that people that stay up at 2 a.m. to watch it. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll have a time zone. It'll definitely be between six or eight o'clock at night. So everyone will get the message. Uh, Discord, I'll make sure I'll send it a knock to you. Uh, yeah. No, that's that's exciting. Um, well, this isn't coming out till May, so uh, the first ep- first potentially one to two episodes will be out by the time this comes out. Correct? Um, I think I can get it by end of March. I think May's a little too far out for my taste. <laughs> no, no, for me, this, like this oh, this okay. podcast, this is coming out the first week of May. So okay, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this you'll probably have at least two episodes out. With a third yeah, one coming definitely. in. Yeah, I know for sure. Anyways, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for coming here today. Uh, please go check out Vice. It's a very exciting project. Please go check out uh, every other project that he has done. It is absolutely incredible. And I want to thank you uh, so much for coming here today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. Definitely an honor. Oh my gosh, no. I'm definitely very excited to see this project unfold. I kind of hope Jenny, you know, stays a bitch the entire time, but maybe we'll see uh, a change of Jenny at the end, or she's just a bitch the whole time. Who knows? Uh, but anyways, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure. Please go check him out and have a great rest of your day. Okay. All right. You too. Thanks.